Welcome everybody to episode 45 of the Moneyline Madness podcast. I'm Andy B. I'm here with Matt. How we doing, Matt? I am vibing. It is a little Wednesday morning. Coming off of a Yankees win. Coming off of some NBA free agency news. The sports world is just, it's rolling right now. So I'm ready to talk with you and uh, kind of break it down for the peoples. How you feeling? I'm great. We're halfway through a week with a, a three-day weekend for a lot of folks. So I know that's exciting with 4th of July coming up Monday. Um, yeah, it's a great, great day to talk some basketball and then baseball. Because this is obviously a time where a lot of basketball news is coming out. And it's breaking. It's breaking by was, the hour. It's, it's yeah, insane. there's there was some yesterday. There was some two days ago, and there was some yesterday that I think we should dive into. Which one do you want to dive into first? Well, let's start two days ago because we dropped our episode, and then immediately afterwards, we end up seeing John Wall, you know, signing with the or agreeing to a buyout with the Houston Rockets, and then agreeing to a deal obviously for the minimum with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, the landscape of the West now, how do you think that impacts what's going on in the Western Conference? Because right now I'm seeing a couple real contenders. You have the Warriors, you have the Nuggets, you have, I, you got to call the Mavericks right now a contender being that they yes. were in the Western Conference Finals. And then you have the Clippers as well. And it's getting really scary. We're not even talking about the Jazz. We're not talking about. I know, obviously, they're the Lakers, but they still have the best player on the planet, like yeah. the top three player on the planet, in LeBron. So, how do you think the Clippers acquiring Wall now changes the landscape of that Western playoffs? Well, uh, people don't really understand that. Yeah, John Wall hasn't played much lately, but the forty games he played in, the last forty games, he was pretty solid. So it's not like he's completely lost everything. But uh, to be to be honest, I'm not sure if if it brings them to the level of past the Warriors. Now, they have two great wings, which is obviously so important in the league now. So I, I do think they're going to contend. The The landscape of the West, I think, depends on what the Mavericks do because they're going to lose Brunson. That looks pretty clear at this point. How do they replace him, and can they replace him with somebody who can score even more? That I would love. I would have loved to see them kind of get into the DeJounte talks or to get into the Donovan Mitchell talks, but that doesn't seem realistic because of the assets it would take. But I think they're an important, the more important team in the West, but I definitely thought wall was, uh, it surprised me. He had a team already. Obviously tampering means nothing because yep. clearly that was they've tampering. been talking yeah, yeah. Been talking for probably months at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, um, to be honest, I, I don't know how to feel about him picking the Clippers either. I think it's it's definitely a good team, but I it just I, doesn't move the needle that much. No, it doesn't. When I saw it though, I saw that he got cut. I was like, that would be interesting for Brad to go after, but to be, I don't think the Celtics are really in on the unhealthy point guard thing. I mean, that's the exactly. reason I say Thomas has never been brought back. So yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that was like, I'm like, okay, we're not getting him, but then like two seconds later, you see, oh, we already signed anyway, so we never had a shot. Yeah. So. I got exposed actually in the most sports chat because I thought John Wall was coming off of an injury still, but apparently he did play some of the games before sitting out. Yeah. Um, he was decent in those games, like we had said. But the problem with me is that at this point now, he is a year and a half removed of playing basketball. Yeah. And on top of that, he's north of 31. I'm pretty sure he's 32 or 33 right now. And yeah. a guy that relies on his explosiveness as his best asset on the court, I just don't know. I'm not saying that John Wall is going to come out and suck, but 
but I'm just not giving him these expectations of Washington John Wall like some yeah. other people. You can't using. do that. You can't give him those. But it kind of reminds me of Russell Westbrook. I mean, we, Russell Westbrook used to need to be explosive, fast, tough, and that just really wasn't in him anymore. And, and that's that kind of scares me. But for the Clippers, it's different. Now you're only paying him the minimum. If he stinks, you can cut him halfway through the season. You're not yep. paying him a lot. Obviously, for the Rockets, paying a guy $41 million not to play for me is a very hard pill to swallow. He only took six and a half off of his salary, which is barely even a buyout, in my opinion. It is yeah. like, You're not getting anybody else. You know, like six yeah. and a half isn't getting you anything else. So Yeah. So but it's it's tough. But yeah, I didn't think it moved the needle, but it, it was definitely it was definitely interesting he had the Clippers kind of circle. Clearly he wants to play for them. And you're right. He didn't get hurt again. They just they did what the Thunder did with Al Horford. They just sat him so he doesn't get hurt again. Still has some value. He didn't have any, obviously. But what are you going to yeah, do? We're, <laughs> we're going to come to see. I mean, it's good that they have another point guard. They definitely needed some depth because besides Reggie Jackson, it was really Terrence Mann wasn't ready to take on that yeah, role of a second. Not in the postseason, especially, and they yeah. didn't even make it. But yeah. I did get roasted also for saying Reggie Jackson had been solid for them. Which you know, I saw that. I who posted that? I think Ed. they posted that. It thing. was Ed. Yeah, Ed, posted Ed is that. a to- Ed's a hater, bro. Truthfully, I was like, how can you watch these games? But the wait, past wait, who two are you guys say- comparing him to? So he he was saying that John Wall. So he said that they had got John Wall, and I was like, honestly, like Reggie has been solid enough to where I had to think about it, and I was like, you know, Reggie might be better at this very moment because he's available. Oh, he is, he is, but I think the upside's still higher on Wall. Obviously, he's right I about can that. Agree but, with that. For but the you risk can't. Reward, I'm not gonna sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna shun risk. you for saying Reggie. Reggie's a Bro, good player. I, was, I said to him, I was like, Reggie just averaged like 22 in the playoffs that one year when Ka- or last year when Kawhi and PG got both got hurt. Like there were two or three games where it was just Reggie Jackson, and he relied on him and Terrence Mann along with Marcus Morris to carry the Clippers' offense. Like yeah. he had been definitely solid for them because we forget that there was a point where Reggie Jackson wasn't playing basketball anymore. Yeah. You know, when he his time from the Thunder to the Pistons and then a lull before going to the Clippers because he didn't yeah. want to hoop anymore. Yeah, I I saw that. I was like, well, they're not Ed's not wrong because the upside's better on wall. But can't discount Reggie Jackson being a pretty solid backup point guard. I'd take him better than our backup point guard. So I think uh, no, I thought I thought this news kind of it, it got it was. Right after the obvious news, the Kyrie news, so it was a little like it got blown. Wow, out. It kind of got blown, but because people are feasting for N- NBA news. I mean, oh, absolutely. Just wait till tomorrow at six o'clock. Honestly, Literally. just wait. It'll be. I mean, I know this isn't a big name free agent class, but it's still going to be some some things happening. No, absolutely. I definitely agree. And you look over New York Knicks making a couple moves as well last night. You see them trade Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. To the Detroit Pistons, they asked for literally nothing back. Just give us a couple second rounders, and yeah, we'll really. take it. They've cleared up now thirty-five million dollars, which can be also brought up to forty million dollars in cap space. You know, it's, you know who fits oh, that. It's you know who very fits intriguing. That? Who who fits that? Donovan Mitchell. It's he too does. bad there's no assets left to trade for him. Well, but that's the thing. <laughs> they. The Knicks do have a ton of assets. First round picks, yes. First round picks. And at this point now, we just acquired two more second rounders. So with $40 million, I just feel like 
we could offer a guy a bag, and then between the young talent and some of these picks, I feel like we can. We're just waiting on somebody, whether it be Dejounte, because the rumors have been swirling since last night about Dejounte Murray coming mm-hmm. to the Knicks. Whether it's Donovan Mitchell, whether it's another type of star that ends up being disgruntled, the Knicks, I think, don't deserve the flack that they're getting from a lot of no, people. No, honestly, I think I think they're doing a good job. I just don't like the fact that they're giving Brunson that much. That's I don't at, either. At, but I saw at, somebody last night say that Terry Rozier got twenty four million dollars for putting up that. nine points per game. So I saw the tweet. But here's the th- here's the difference. Jalen Brunson started for a majority of the season because Luka got hurt there for a while, and he played well. Terry Rozier was behind Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Jason Tatum. He didn't play. He played, like, I think 18 minutes a game. He went to Charlotte, and it was, it's probably one of the best contracts handed out in the past five years. He has played... No, 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 no. He hasn't done anything. I was going to say, I, for those really that can't good. see, I gave Andy B a little bit of a look because Terry Rozier got the bag. He did, but he's played like he deserved it. Honestly, if he was a free agent this year, he'd be in consideration for almost 100 plus million again. I mean, honestly, he's he's been that good. So, yeah, I, but I get it. Brunson looked at a little differently. He's looked at. In my eyes, as a three, I think the Knicks are kind of looking at him as a two, which you know it is what it is. You, they're they're smarter than me, so. But, yeah, I think it's just the amount they're giving him because twenty five million a year is, and they're saw, looking at twenty seven now. I saw some uh, NBA GMs kind of giving anonymous sources that the t- the the deal would end up being a little more team friendly than it's seeming right now. Um, Based on Leon Rose's track record as the GM of the Knicks the past three, four years, he has been known to give out better contracts in terms of team landscape. So he's going to figure out a way to turn that into signing bonus money. He's going to figure out a way to get that under the luxury tax to where I don't think it's as detrimental as people are saying. And honestly, though, even if it comes out to $25 million, the fact that we're only paying Julius Randle 21 and a half, I think makes up for it somewhat, but 21 and a half for a guy that was just most improved player putting up 25, 10 and five. Like I don't, a lot of people forget that Randall was still, he's still a bucket. Like I get that a lot of us want him off of the Knicks, but he's still our number one guy until RJ shows us that immediate growth. Yeah. It gives them, it gives them a, a core of three players for the year. That is interesting, and I think it'll be fun to watch, and they can battle for a play-in spot, but I I don't know. It's It reminds me of Tobias Harris getting the extension with Philly a little bit. I know this isn't an extension, but everybody was like they have to re- – they wanted to re-sign him so badly. They opened up their checkbooks way too much, and he's a, he's a liability at 30-plus million. I think Jalen Brunson eventually will be looked at as a liability at 27 million, but if he was getting paid like 18 or 19, that could be another player you could sign for that 7 or 8 million that maybe you would regret not signing. That's the only thing I had, but I mean, I hope it works out cuz I know everybody's sick of being miserable watching the Knicks. I know you had that fun year, so I think that core will be interesting and fun and I think Brunson's still going to score, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I think so too. And we talk about another guy that 
the Knicks have eyes on DeJounte Murray, as well as apparently your team, the Celtics. Yeah. What is looking like the landing spot for him? Because it's been all over the place. First, we saw that it was looking like Atlanta was a a sure go for John Collins. And then all of a sudden it comes out that John Collins isn't even part of the deal anymore. No, he's not. It's it's like, what is DeJounte Murray's price tag if you're almost able to get him without John Collins? So I don't, I don't know. I think that if you're a team like the Knicks, if you're a team like the Celtics, I would be calling because you have better assets than the Hawks do without giving away a young talent. So I don't, it's really intriguing. I want to see where DeJounte goes because his playmaking is going to be, kind of contagious no matter what that's why I, I really would like him in new york i know a lot of other people are opposed to it on nick's twitter that i've seen but i like his playmaking i like the fact that he's able to score and a lot of people talk about the fact that he had high usage on a bad team but uh, i don't i don't know i'm willing to take a risk just based on yeah. his playmaking alone a guy that's given me 11 assists a game like I, I need that in my life yeah i I completely agree with you. I think any team should would be stupid not to want him. I think he's a great player. But yesterday I saw a tweet. It was like there's a mystery team in the East with a desirable young player. And I was like, I was literally going through the teams in my head. And I had two teams that I came down to and said, okay, it could be them. It doesn't mean it is. I first thought us, the Celtics. I was thinking these idiots are not going to trade Rob Williams, please. And so I don't know if that's it, but that came to my head because there is a desirable young player on the Celtics and that's Rob Williams, but he's not getting traded. And another one that that might be a little crazy and I don't know how he fits Miami. Tyler heroes had some contract negotiation issues. He's, he's, he's not looked at as a bust obviously because he's not, he's a good player, but he hasn't kind of reached that. I'm a star type level that I think Pat Riley expected of him. And he said a lot in the press about wanting to be a starter. And Pat Riley said he still needs to earn it. So those types of back and forth made me think maybe there's a little trouble with that relationship. He's desirable. I would take him. I still think he has a lot of talent. And I think Pop could straighten him out a little bit, get him more focused on basketball, which everybody knows he needs. Does that, do you think those two teams might be that team? I still think he winds up a, a Hawk. I don't think they can lose him right now. I see Hawks Twitter really wants him. But do you think those two teams are the two desirable young team? I would agree with the Celtics. I don't know if they have the assets to give up young t- player. Like, they have them, but I'm not sure if they want to give them up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't think um, The Miami Heat, the only thing about the Heat is, like, if you put DeJounte in and take out Tyler, the spacing, like, for Miami is atrocious. DeJounte can't really shoot like that. Yeah, well, that's Jimmy, Tyler, is, you're not Tyler. relying on Jimmy to give you threes. No. It's coming down to 34-year-old Kyle Lowry and then whoever they're playing at the four because P.J. Tucker is looking to sign with the, is gone. the Sixers. That looks pretty obvious now, too. So that's, that's questionable, too. It's, it's, it, was a, it was a stretch, I said. It was, but I was literally in my head listing teams with desirable young players. Milwaukee doesn't have that. Philly really doesn't have that. Uh, Toronto does have that kind of, but they're not making this type of deal. So I was just going through them in my head. All right. Here's, here's a potential, potential talk. What about a sign and trade with miles bridges and Charlotte? Oh, I actually like that. You think that's then you run a backcourt of him and, and Lamello. I like that. 
I w- do you think they keep Gordon? Do they have the room? Well, sign and trade, I guess they can do it. I know they're looking to get rid of Gordon, so I mean that would open up money anyway. So yeah. I don't even think you have to make a sign and trade, to be honest with you. Well, I know that they need to get Bridges out of there, and I was just thinking that he could be the. Well, I heard Cupcheck. Cupcheck said they're keeping him. He said we're doing everything really? we can to keep him, which means you have to open the checkbook. Yeah, oh, they're gonna open the checkbook because one of Miles Bridges' rap homies. I don't oh, know yeah. if you saw, but he posted on Instagram if if uh, if Charlotte don't give the bag, we're heading to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So Detroit, man. Yeah, the Pistons. Hey, they have a max slot. I just want to. I mean, do they now? They took nineteen million on. Do they still have a max slot? I don't know how much cap space they had. I think they can if they, they can. like if they could figure it out. Or there is a way that they could get it. But I think that they're still looking at DeAndre Ayton. Is the word on the, the that's, street right that's, now? That's still. I think he's the only. That's the only team that I've seen likely to get him because I've the heard- Nets. I was going to say, I heard the well, Nets as well. Well, that was before the Kyrie situation. They don't have money. They now. don't have money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no more money yeah. for the Nets. You want to end well, it with that Kyrie situation? Yeah, we could, we could finish off with Kyrie for sure. How did, um, how did you react? I, we won't make this one that long because we've, we've talked about Kyrie so much. Well, all right. At the end of the day, I did get a little excited that the Nets wouldn't have Kyrie or KD going into next season. I did too. Oh. On, at this point, that's just a fever dream, and I need to wake up from that and realize that the reality is they're going to be going in with a big three next year yeah. of KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Whether or not that works, whether or not they could play a full out of 60 games, that's where the real kicker comes in. What do you what do you think it came down to? You think he was actually committed, or you think he just couldn't find anything else out there? I think it's the latter. I think he couldn't find anything else. Yeah, I want to say there there weren't many. I think I want to say he assessed the Lakers his options. Be, yeah, yeah, he assessed his options, and he looked at the Lakers, and he was like, "These boys stink." Well, <laughs> like, to play for the Lakers, he was gonna need to take six million dollars. He was never that was never happening. That wasn't gonna happen. I don't care how I don't care how weird you are, and he's a weird guy. You're never taking thirty million dollar pay cut, no matter how much money you have. So that was always a dream. Yeah, but. and then you want to go over to a team that has. A lack of role players. Yeah. Their only role players are fifty-year-old Carmelo Anthony and old Russ. Yeah. I just they. I don't. The Lakers aren't it clearly. No. So but if I'm, I, if I'm Kyrie, the Nets really did seem like the only option. It, right it'll now. be it'll be a better Nets team. They'll have some depth again. They'll have Joe Harris back. Seth Curry's a good player. I don't think they're trading him. I, I think they'll be okay. They're not going to get swept by anybody next season. They'll probably be a top five team in the East. They're I would not like to see him play. get one more shooter. If yeah. The, the, if it depends on how Harris comes back. Cause Joe Harris looked terrible when he was exactly. healthy last year. I, another thing they were trying to roast looked, me for yeah. the other night on most sports TV. I was getting ripped for saying Joe Harris was bad. I was like, he have was you bad seen Joe year. Harris play basketball recently? Yeah, he was, he was horrendous. And even, he just tore his ACL. Yeah, when he was healthy, he was terrible. And then yeah. he tore his ACL, and the team still couldn't shoot. I mean, they in that Celtics series, they had taken KD out of it. They had no shot because they couldn't shoot threes. Exactly. But I don't know who's – there's one guy that – and before we – this was – I was going to save this for Thursday, and I'll give it a little, little, t- uh, little tease. There's one guy I want the Celtics to get more than anybody – and I would think he's probably going to get traded, and he plays for Atlanta, and that's Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter fits the TPE. He can shoot like crazy. He he can defend a little bit too, so I, I think that's that's one guy that I think the Celtics should get, but for anybody who's looking for shooting, he'd be the number one guy because they're trying to unload because they're trying to get a star. So he makes $15 million, which is a little little much, but it's a little bag. It's, uh, it's something you can uh, clear. They need the clear space to get, you know, 
trying to get Dejounte. So that's a guy that uh, look at if the if the Celtics don't go for him, I think the Nets would be a team for him. I don't know how the money would work on that. I think he's him and Joe Harris. I think match salaries. Interesting. Them. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the only problem that I have is that if you're running Ben Simmons at all. It's hard to have another guy on the court who also I, can't shoot. You know what I mean? Like I, if you're no, running I Ben Simmons that. and then Nick Claxton on the same lineup. I want Claxton, man. You want Claxton? I want Claxton. I want him to learn how to shoot free throws first, though. I did not yeah, realize he was one for twenty in the uh, Celtics series from free throw. I think. Wow. It was, it was like three for twenty. I don't know. It was. Hack a Claxton. Is that the new? Gonna be the Dude, new- I'm a Claxton fan. He went to Georgia. He's like the only player from Georgia that's in the NBA other than yeah, Anthony yeah, yeah. Ed- other than Anthony Edwards. And like, man, how did he not learn how to shoot free throws? I don't know. Yeah, not for real. Let's talk baseball. Let's- <laughs> All right, yeah, let's head over <laughs> to some baseball because I have a shit ton of MLB picks, so I'm ready oh, to yeah. hit you guys with them. Um, starting it off today, 12 o'clock, uh, Milwaukee Brewers going up against the Tampa Bay Rays. I know the Rays are coming in as the um, – the favorites in this one, but I'm riding with Milwaukee Brewers money line at plus 102 today. Um, they have our boy Lauer going on the mound. Oh yeah, we love Lauer. A little bit of a deceiving kind of ERA line. Um, he's at 3.89, but he's been relatively solid in his past yeah. few starts. He's sitting at six and three, and with the Brewers, they're looking to stay hot with a 43 and 33 record. I like them uh, for plus 102. Other books I'm seeing right now are plus 110. So wherever you could snag Brewers money line, I'm going to ride on that one tonight. I like that one. I like that one. The Rays have been a little bit up and down, and they're they're doing a bullpen game today. So that could be exactly. They got my man Beeks on the mound. Yeah. And um, I like that one. Um, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna start with the Mets game just because I don't want to take your, your the shine off of your guys. I know you love to talk about them. The oh, Mets yeah. are back to back losses. They're trying to avoid losing three straight games for the first time this season. It had not have it has not happened yet, but I don't I'm not picking a winner in the game. I do think the Mets can escape it, but if you look at my picks, you're gonna probably think I'm picking the Astros. I've got Justin Verlander over five and a half strikeouts. The Mets struck out like a, a lot yesterday, and 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 then there's another guy in the Astros lineup that if you see him, walk him. Um, Jordan Alvarez to record two plus hits. He has four home runs against the Mets. Yeah. In this in this season, they've played three games. Granted, I think two of the three were against Carlos Carrasco, who looks cooked right now. But yeah, he's just been hitting like crazy. Two hits shouldn't be that difficult. You want to put those together? Those are plus four eighteen. So wow, those I just I can't believe how good Verlander has been coming off of Tommy John. Like this two guy years, is man. old, bro. And pitched for two years, and he looks <laughs> amazing. He's immaculate. Like he comes out and he fair. shuts down the Yankees for like eight scoreless the other day, and then he's coming to, into tonight's game against the Mets, nine and three with a two-two ERA. Like, get the hell out yeah. of here, man! He You're was old. supposed to pitch tomorrow against the Yankees. He wanted to be moved up to face. Yeah, he, the Mets. he ducked him low key. He ducked. He him. ducked him, but you ducked him into a team that's pretty good themselves. I mean, not. Oh no, yeah, it doesn't make good. sense for that it's for me. I, I'm guessing he just didn't want to pitch. In the Bronx. I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, no. Wait. The Astros are home tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't make as much sense to me. But he just didn't want to to be He fair. was ducking us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, today we got Jameson. Good old Jameson Tyone going up against the Oakland Athletics. I mean, yeah. the Yankees are kind of playing with their food last night when it came to that game. So I'm expecting them to come out and just beat up on them today. Yeah, it's two um, minus one and a half. Yeah, yesterday uh, was somewhat. I mean, obviously a bullpen game for the Yanks starting a guy like Sears. So 
tonight you got your starter on the mound. You got Jameson, and he's been pretty solid. I mean, I can't name the last time I was this confident about a four starter for the Yankees in yeah. my lifetime. So going up with Jameson Tyone, the minus one and a half comes in at minus 138. And in comparison to the minus 300 money line, I'm going to be riding with that one because the Yankees, after winning by one run last night, they should be able to put a few on the board today. Yankees have a couple of free agents that people, there's one free agent everybody's talked about. Nobody talks about Jameis and Tyone. Free agent at the end of the year, probably going to get like 100 plus million. So I don't know how much longer he'll be a Yankee, but it's he's been really good these past two seasons for them. And that was good because he woke up because he, when he was in Pittsburgh, it was. He was awful. It was, it, he was, um. He was he was good sometimes. You would see he'd be good for the first couple months, and then he'd go through a dry spell. Listen, in the middle of the season, it's tough in Pittsburgh because you're not playing for anything. So I never look at it that way. Like the same thing with co- players from like Colorado or those low level teams. I don't look at it the same way because like you're playing for nothing, so you don't want to be there. So it's it's different. But yeah, I'm going out west to a team that's soon going to be playing for nothing if they're not already the uh, Los Angeles Angels we love to shit on them but mm-hmm. I'm showing some love today uh, Shohei Otani over six and a half strikeouts he's been doing that every start now he, he looks like an ace he is an ace and he's in my eyes he's not going to win MVP judge is probably going to win MVP this is the most valuable player no matter what because he does both so he's been doing Great with the bat, great pitching today. He's facing Chicago, the White Sox, obviously. So did he do uh, great in the brawl too the other day? Was he uh, participating? So he had. I saw that John Boy had tweeted, or somebody had tweeted. He had a. He was the nicest person in the brawl. I'm sure he was. He probably. I'm sure won. nobody wants to fight Shohei. Otani. I wouldn't. If you're the guy that punches Shohei Otani, you're just a bad guy. Punches yeah, you're a douche. At the end of the day, if you're just if you're just coming out here swinging on Shohei, unprovoked, you're a douchebag. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about the fact that their manager got 10 games. How, how do you feel about that? Phil Nevin got 10 games suspension. Billy Nebs. Yankee legend, Phil Nevin, Yankee by the legend. way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, shit, I never bro. thought I'd see that. That's, it that is was, what it is. That, I mean, was, that was entertaining. Like, it was. It brought some excitement to baseball, and um, yeah. I can't blame him. Uh, no. You know, it is what it is. Get get your yeah. money, Phil. I Appeal yeah. it, and then get your bag back. Yeah, get that, I get think that it'll be it, it should be dropped to like seven games. All right, ten games is Ten's very, a little much. Ten games is like what eight percent and a half. Yeah, like that's a week and a half, dude. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, I got another pick for you. Staying out west today, uh, we got the Padres going up against the Diamondbacks. I mean, come on, this just screams run mm. line all day, all yeah. fucking day. We got Klebs going up for the Padres against Bumgarner. Actually, a decent matchup. Bumgarner, pretty good. Bumgarner has been solid, but the overpowering Padres, I mean, that lineup is just seems to be too much for anybody standing in their path right now. Without um, Tatis, just wait. <laughs> exactly. With That's like you're saying, without Fernando Tatis, their best players. So last night they actually lost in a in a pincher. They lost 7-6. So I'm going to be riding with them tonight to bounce back with Clevenger on the mound. Um, he's been their best guy as of late. Um, Blake Snell really hasn't been able to come into the guy that we've known him to be. So yeah. I'm riding with them tonight at minus one and a half for plus 116 against the Diamondbacks, who've been playing good baseball, but I just don't see that lineup keeping up that same spark that they've had. Yeah, I think at this point I'm taking down the missing posters on Blake Snell and I'm giving up. I don't know if we're finding him. He's been uh, he's been having trouble pretty much two years now there. So you could find Sometimes, him actually on Twitch playing Call of Duty. That's really that's, true. that's about that is it. true. Maybe some Fortnite tonight. We'll see. But yeah. um. Um, I've got, I've got, I'm staying out West too. So West coast trip for us. Um, 
Baltimore at Seattle. Seattle minus one and a half. Pretty much. Church. Chris Flexen is a Chris Flexen's been a solid pitcher. Is it going to be flexing on him? Is that what you're telling me? He's going to be flexing on him. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Baltimore. Baltimore's. They are what they are. They've they've actually surprised me this year with they have an all star. I think in Rufnet Odor. I think he's going to make the all star team. So he has been playing a solid a solid second base for them. So and he's that utility guy. He's a veteran. Yeah. So I mean, a team like the well, Orioles the really have nothing that's to the lose. Thing. With like, the Orioles, he's not a utility guy. He's a star because yeah, he's on the that Orioles. That is true. And I can't really blame him. He's got in a bag. He's doing his thing, and he's making oh. a little name for himself on Baltimore. I am going over. Keep it. I mean, hey, we're just it's a West Coast road trip, right? I'm staying St. Louis Cardinals against the Miami Marlins. I'm riding with our boy Sandy Alcantara tonight. He's been oh, yeah. an absolute stud. We talk about the Marlins pitching staff like once a week on here. Um, so coming in tonight, minus one and a half comes in at plus one forty two. Um, the Cardinals have been playing well, but not well enough for me to think that they're going to tee up on a guy like Alcantara. He's young with no. nasty stuff and. I'm expecting him. I mean, he's got a one nine ERA. Like that speaks for yeah, itself. He's amazing. And he really for a is. Team like the Marlins to be seven and three with him on the mound, he should be ten and zero. But you, I could yeah. also see him being like two and nine with the way yeah. that the Marlins' offense is sometimes. Yeah, they're not. They're not a good team. So tonight, but, I mean, it, this just this is screaming Alcantara game. Uh, you know what this screams to me? Revenge and, game. Oh yeah, this is the team that traded him. He was in the Ozuna, tra- Ozuna trade, I believe. Ah, so yeah, this is so uh, essentially they traded the bag for him for Ozuna. They, yeah, they, no, they messed this trade up big. They messed <laughs> they messed a lot of those trades up because they didn't get much back. Yeah, but man, they messed this one up. the The Marlins, the Marlins hit on this one. The Mar- that was oh, the, the only one looking good. The Marlins have a nice little foundation now. They got something going on. I like what they're doing over there. It's just a matter of. Can they keep building it? Yeah, they need to get hitting. And I, I know they tried. They had J- they got Soler, Arvisal Garcia, Jacob Stallings. None of them are hitting. So I mean, yeah. they're they're not hit. They're just not hitting. I got one more last one for me. Uh, Braves Phillies makes me sick. I really hate this this series completely. It helps the Mets because even if we lose, if the Braves win and we win. We're still gaining on the Phillies, but I'm not worried about the Phillies. They're eight back, and they're not that good. So I'm not. Re- I wish the Phillies would win. They're not gonna win. Phillies are a really bad team, in my opinion. Just kind of hiding behind a schedule right now. Uh, what minus one and a half for the Braves, plus one sixteen. I-, I love that all day. I-, I can't really even. Ranger Suarez is pitching for them, for the Phillies. Get him, like get it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Nah. It yeah, screams the Braves are winning this one. Yeah, we ain't rocking with the Phils. And the, like you said, the Braves have been playing some solid baseball. And with the way that they've been creeping, they're looking to keep that up. They got a lot of momentum right now. And for anybody that is a Mets fan, you're probably not too happy to see what they got going on at this well, very moment. Let, let, me, let me say that for like a minute. I, we got maybe a minute left. I'm going to say any Mets fan who's a little nervous right now, just, just take a pill. Go look at the schedule the next two weeks. So I'll say we play Texas, Cincinnati, and I believe after that, I want to say it's another bad team. Let me look real quick. I, I knew I I knew I would mess this up, but um, Cincinnati, Texas, Cincinnati, Miami, and then it's Atlanta and Chicago Cubs. So there's one series in there we got to worry about. Yep. So just take a pill. And the Braves also, they have, I think, uh, games that uh, are going to be tough, but I'm not quite sure who they are. But 
Yeah. So just if you're a Mets fan and you're a little nervous. Gotcha. gotcha. Everything everything comes in a Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. Even if they tie it. Even if they tie it by the end of the weekend. We're going to sweep Cincinnati. All right. Max is coming back against Cincinnati. He's pitching tonight for Binghamton. So it's his Very last exciting. rehab start. Very exciting. Very exciting so. things for the Mets. Stick it out a little bit longer until the boys get back. And we'll see. Oh, we'll shit. See Wait, the, Bra- the Braves play Cincinnati this weekend. All right. Never mind. Forget everything I just said. Oh, man. <laughs> Throw it out the window. Oh, you bet. Yeah. No, it's going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. We have to play. The easiest schedule in baseball, I think, after the All-Star. And weekend. truthfully, you couldn't expect to sit at number one the entire season. Like, it just... Not that gotta... far away. You exactly. Were gonna, if you're going to be one, you're going to be two or three games in August. Not ten like we were. It was great to be up by that much. It was never realistic to hold it, so... Yep, so they're so coming back down to earth a little bit. But we got it, it is what it is. Um, I actually do have one more pick before we go. Uh, I'm taking Dodgers tonight, minus one and a half. Uh, that seems like just free bankroll, but... They're actually trying to avoid a sweep because yeah. the Rockies have been beating up on them the past two nights yeah. and the Dodgers are really nowhere to be found. So a good team like L.A., I'm relying on them to kind of bounce back today after two straight losses and have somewhat of a game for themselves. Yeah. It's tough when your first baseman doesn't even want to be there. That Yeah, that'll do it. How, how did you how did you feel about him? It, it was like he wasn't even celebrating when they were winning. It felt, I felt terrible for his teammates. It's really it's, interesting because... I don't know. It's only in baseball, I feel like, recently that you're finding guys outing each other for being bad teammates. Yeah. Like, and, a lot more often than well, we've seen in the past. In this situation, I get it. He misses Atlanta. He never wanted to leave. Bro, you're getting paid a lot of money and you live in L.A. Move <laughs> yeah, on, like, man. What? Like, yeah. Nah, you can to- go move back to Atlanta at the end of the season. Go live there if you want in the offseason. In L.A., you're playing. You're on a first-place team. like. Yeah, we need to I, we need to grow up. Freddie, like it. if you're like listening, it. please grow up. Get serious. I love Freddie. LA needs you. I, honestly, it's a good it's good for you as a Mets fan to see LA yeah. kind of crumbling a little still, bit. Still playing Clay Thompson's brother every day too. They are. Trace will yeah. be uh at least one Thompson is playing right now until the NBA comes back. Doesn't well, have to play. <laughs> I think that's going <laughs> to do it for us today. I don't think we have any more picks. That was a loaded MLB episode on top of some nice NBA free agency. Oh yeah, um, We're going to be back tomorrow talking more NBA free agency as soon as, obviously, the, the deadline comes. Oh, yeah. People are going to be making deals. I'm sure papers are on the table already as is. Legal so, tampering started already, right? Oh, absolutely. There's t- way more tampering than we could ever imagine going yeah. on at this very moment. So if you guys are interested and not following already, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ML Madness Pod. We're going to be dropping any updates, obviously, these episodes by the daily. So oh, make yeah. sure you're tuned in, and we will catch you in the next one. Thank you, everybody. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 45. Take it easy. Let's go Mets.